today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Interesting news about uh, the Commonwealth bid here for Hamilton. Uh, should Hamilton Bayfront Park actually be changed to an island for the Commonwealth Games? That's one of the things, uh, among many, in uh, a suggestion in a paper that's uh, being put forth to Hamilton City Council right now. Jasper Kajaski, of course, is a Hamilton lawyer and consultant who is heavily involved in the uh, the bid and uh, the construction of the bid, I guess, more specifically. And he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to bring us up to speed. Morning, Jasper. How are you doing today? Good morning, Bill. I'm doing great. Listen, good to have you on the show today and, and, and uh, to shine some light and, and some clarity on this. Uh, maybe before we get into some of the specifics about uh, this the island concept here, uh, bring us up to speed on where the bid is right now. Could you, Jasper? Well, big day coming up on November 6th. Everybody is invited out. I hope people will come to Hamilton City Hall for the General Issues Committee meeting, which starts at 9.30 a.m., uh, where Hamilton 100, the not-for-profit federally incorporated bid corporation that's putting forward the bid, is uh, is going to be before council. And our president, P.J. Mercanti, will be presenting together with architects and other, uh, Gary Zabrowski and others as uh, we have the part one hosting proposal, which is the document due by November 22nd. And we are going to be asking city council for their permission to submit this document by that November 22nd deadline. And that hopefully will then lead to an announcement probably sometime in December that we've been invited into part two. And then once part two is due in the springtime, March, April period, that'll be the next piece of work to be undertaken. So obviously what we're hoping is that council will, of course, grant the permission on, on, on Wednesday and then formalize that when council meets. Okay, now, the, as you know, Jasper, you've been dealing with council on, for different things over the years. Uh, they get a little skittish about things sometimes, about making full commitments until they've got all their ducks in a row. Uh, is, is this vote that you're looking for this, uh, this coming week, is, is, is this tying them to it? Is it committing them to, to this process? It ties them to nothing other than allowing us the permission to submit a document by November 22nd that subject to the terms of the memorandum of understanding that Hamilton 100 and the city signed going back a number of months, um, which was unanimously passed by council, which has specific wording that says the council has the right at any time and for any reason to withdraw its permission. And it assumes absolutely no financial liability for the bid of any kind. And it is allowing this not-for-profit created within the city to do certain things. And the city, at any time that it desires, decides, can say, nope, we're going to stop it at that point. And you just keep moving along in steps where the city sees the progress that's being made, allows the process to continue, and has the full discretion to withdraw it at any time. Because you know you're going to get questions about this from some councillors. I can probably even tell you who they're going to be uh, about financial commitment. So basically then... From what you're saying today, what you're asking from council in the next couple of days here is to really reiterate what they've already given you permission to do. It's it's just another step. Exactly. It's another step along the process where we've said everybody knows what the timelines are for the submissions to the uh, both the Commonwealth Games Canada and then ultimately in the international phase. And at each step of the process, there's permission required to submit any documentation. And that's what the Memorandum of Understanding covers. And at any point that we move to a new step that requires other types of commitments, 
Council is going to know that well in advance leading into those discussions. And that, that will play itself out over the, you know, in the next you know, number of months, but certainly into the year as we get into the international phase. What about the? I want to talk about the national aspect of this, though. Do you know off the top of your head if there's anybody else in this country that's even interested in, in putting a bid in? In other words, is, is there going to be competition nationally here before you even get to the international level? I'm not going to be presumptuous about anything, but I just take from what's actually been going on facts that other cities, in fact, knew that the International Commonwealth Games, as you remember back in August, they came and visited Hamilton. And they had, made, they had also let other cities in the country know that they were going to be in the country. And those cities politely declined to, to put on a major visit. And I think that's because there's just an understanding that there's an irresistible nature to the story of Hamilton hosting the 100th anniversary in exactly the same spot where it began, in the heart of the Golden Horseshoe, a market that can sustain such incredible, um, you know, things that are going on and, and access from transportation perspectives. I think everybody just realizes that this is headed in that direction and they're not going to step in front of that train and try to stop it. So, again, you don't want to be presumptuous, but by the same token, you don't expect anybody to come out of the weeds at the last minute and say, hey, what about us? No, I really don't. I think the issue now is moving towards really understanding not just how to bid for these games, which we're doing, but essentially we're bidding by creating a complete hosting proposal that incorporates everything that needs to be done to ensure not just that we win, but that we execute this and execute it smart, execute it in a sustainable way. The key to the whole bid is sustainability. It's all those 17 goals that are set out by the United Nations on sustainable development goals, environmental remediation, affordable housing, social impact, all the value propositions of this. It, it's under the umbrella of a an international sporting event that you have a community building social impact exercise that's what these games are about it's not about hosting a huge games and hosting and hoping that you're then not left with white elephants that you didn't need other than the games that they were built to 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 be a part of it it's all reversed it's all created on social impact and making sure that this is done in a scaled way that leads to long-term sustainability and not just something you build for the short term. All right, so let's talk about some of the specifics that you are going to be talking about with Council uh, in the next couple of days. And, and one of them, of course, is the story that we were carrying on CHML today about uh, right. turning Bayfront Park into an island for these Commonwealth Games. Uh, talk to us about the, that, that whole concept and the feasibility of that. Well, it's certainly in the early stages, and, and that was acknowledged by, uh, by Bark and by Chris McLaughlin in his comments, which I thought were very thoughtful. I, I just had an opportunity to see the, the article, having just gone back into town. And um, the whole concept of having the environmental remediation and creating a long-term safe water at Bayfront Park and dealing with the issue of the, of the blue-green algae and the other harmful contaminants, it's an aspirational vision. Um, it appears, and there are certainly a lot of experts that are now looking into this, and there's going to be far more work done on this leading into the Phase 2 part of the proposal. But, you know, if, if this uh, does take place, um, the, uh, the park is being restored in a way in terms of the natural flow of water and the prevention of the formation of algae. That would be a very good thing for the harbour uh, to experience. From my understanding, though, uh, Chris McLaughlin from uh, Bay Area Restoration from Bark uh, wasn't even consulted about this, though. I, I, was was there any discussion at all about with the, with the people who have expertise in this area about how this might happen and and the results? 
that was perhaps we will have to check on our understanding of, of who was spoken to, but um, every, there was significant consultation that took place beforehand, and there's going to be significantly more going forward. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, the stated goal here, but obviously cleaning the waterway up and, and making it swimmable, uh, is is a laudable goal, as you mentioned, Jasper. And, and it's uh, actually very coincidental because I just had Chris McLaughlin on the show a few weeks ago, and I guess, and we had a very in-depth discussion about the water quality in that particular yeah. area. And and this is not the, the the by the way the silver bullet solution that's going to fix that up totally. I mean, as Chris told us, and I'm sure. Uh, as, as he will tell you at, uh, at future meetings, there are a number of different things, including running runoff water and, and, and of course, the, the climate change and a number of things that are all factors in, in the, the water quality down there. And this, But this would help by, by any stretch of the imagination. But, that, but, but go yeah, ahead. That, that's the point. I would completely agree with what you just mentioned, Chris, having said, that this is a multi, multifaceted problem. And like you say, there are no silver bullets. The, the concept here was as, as you have an opportunity to go forward and to create projects, environmental projects, affordable housing projects, other social impact projects under the umbrella of a Commonwealth funding proposal that if you don't win the games, you don't have access to that kind of senior governmental level of funding for these kind of projects. And moving forward, if, if, if there are going to be, if there is going to be the opportunity to make this happen, and it turns out that the engineering solutions that have been identified are in fact feasible, then we're going to have a process within which to do it that outside of the games wouldn't have existed. What would you be using this for? I mean, for people in their mind's eye, and I'm sure are picturing the, the, the area we're talking about here, Jasper, and uh, if you were broke that off, I mean, right now there's an awful lot of green space there. There's a walking track around the, the perimeter of it, of course. And uh, there's a beach that nobody dares go into, to, obviously, because of the, the, yeah. the smell and the, and the pollution that's there. But, right. but for the sake of the Commonwealth Games, what do you see on that location? I'm sorry, solely for the purpose of the Games, or are you talking about the long-term legacy? Well, you've talked about it's, it's, this is going to be included in the bid package, according to the article right. we saw in The Spectator today. Uh, so so I'm, what I'm asking is, what, what do you see there? Uh, uh, long term, I understand the viability and, and, the, and the environmental uh, enhancements are fabulous ideas. But is there a purpose to actually having that, anything there? I mean, is there going to be an event there? What, what, the what do you see? Out, okay. That's the, tri, that's the proposed site for triathlon. So that's, that's, where, that's the purpose the of this then. Proportion. Okay, I got you. All right. Because that, that that wasn't clear, and I've got I had some people ask me about this this morning, and I just want to make that clear that so this is actually going to be an active part of of the uh, of the infrastructure for the games itself. Yeah, the triathlon event, which includes the swimming, you know, proportion uh, swimming components, cycling that that particular event. Okay, uh, how do you put this thing together now? And I'm talking about the the larger bid package here, and obviously this is going to be part of it. Uh, but as you go around the city, and and I know that we've gone through this exercise before with past Commonwealth Games bids and, and even Pan Am bids, because uh, you've got to have a number of different venues, obviously, for these games to be successful. And I know the International Committee has been around here and looked around, but you've got to get specific now about, well, that's going to go there, this is going to go here. Uh, usage of Tim Horton Stadium, obviously. Tim Horton Field is going to be part of that, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. Whatever arena is going to get built, I guess, is going to have to be part of it. Do you Have you itemized all of these things right now? Are they all together, in, in, at least in your projected bid package anyway? Yes. If you, the document that the council will be permitting us to submit on, hopefully, 
permitting us to submit on Wednesday and then confirmed by council includes a bunch, a, a number of different venues. Some are proposed as temporary, some are permanent, some are um, are in existing retrofits. There's a there's a lot of information that our architectural team has put together in the venue plan. Now, much of it is going to emerge and change as we move forward. As you said, the arena concept, that's a whole other discussion that, that we, you know, not to get into right now, but subject of its own uh, examination. The convention center, for the multi-sport center, the swimming facility, the, um, the new cricket pitch out at Confederation Park. That's an extremely exciting project. We could I'd love to spend more time with you talking about what's happening with cricket in Canada and with the games and uh, other than that. And so there's a significant amount of information that's available in regard to the emerging venue plan. So at what point do you actually start talking about money? I mean, at some point, council is going to say, yeah, that's great. Go ahead. Like, keep us posted. But at some point, uh, there's going to have to be some dollar figures attached to this, and, and you're going to have to get down and dirty about exactly where the money's going to come from. How far away from you are to, at that point? How far away from that conversation? Yeah. Probably about six months when you look at the movement into the Part 2 proposal and then if after if part of the part two consideration into the spring, Hamilton is designated by the Commonwealth Games Canada board as the Canadian city for an international competition, then there's at that point going to be the launching into the significant conversations that center around the multi-party agreement which governs that final bid. And that's where a lot of... Uh, the questions you're, you're raising will start to become crystallized and become more specific. Have you had any discussions, general or specific, I guess, for this matter, Jasper, uh, with uh, federal and provincial leaders about this? I mean, invariably, they're in past games anyway, uh, right across the country, there has usually been participation by the federal and whatever provincial government's involved. Do you have that commitment from them? That Governments will make those commitments uh, as we move forward, we're we're responsible. There are certainly there are conversations start. Sport Canada has been specifically involved at the federal level with regards to this, uh, to getting that process going. Uh, in going, so uh, that will that will begin again to crystallize moving into the future. But at this stage, the important thing is for the host community to to have its ducks lined up in terms of what we're doing. And then there'll be an app, an opportunity down the road to get into the more specific conversations about other levels of government. Well, a couple of days from now, obviously, you're going to be before council. It's going to be interesting to see just kind of uh, the feedback that you're going to get from them as you go forward on this. Uh, some exciting stuff in here. And, and obviously, as we get a finer detail about the plan itself, I know we'll talk again down the road. Jasper, thanks again for this. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take care. Jasper Kajaski, of course, a Hamilton lawyer who is heavily involved with Hamilton 100 and uh, Hamilton's bid for the uh, Commonwealth Games coming up in 2020. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.